Well, I want to thank the Lord for everything that he's done for me over these last number of weeks, months. Um, as, as you listen to me this evening, or this morning, you will probably notice that I still am recuperating completely through what happened to me uh, in October because they, when I had my stroke in October, um, it, it left me at this point to the point where I sometimes fumble with my words because I can't think of what I'm trying to say. But I've written down a number of scriptures first that I wanted to like to share, to share with you first before I go through uh, what Pastor Ron had asked me to talk with today because it's the Word of God that sees us through all this stuff. And when things like this happen to all kinds of people, and I'm sure that everybody in here would say, you've done that kind of thing to me too, um, we have to be sure that we stand on the Word of God. Because one of the big, bigaboo things that everybody does is they, they will think about, well, why, do you, why did this happen? That seems to be the biggest question that people put on their mind is to, well, why did this happen? Well, God doesn't always let us know why it happened. And we have to accept that. Because when it happens, it happens. And there's different reasons that it does happen. He may share with you why you why it happened. Other times he won't. And there might not be until we all get together that he will share with us. So I'd like to go over a number of scriptures first and, and share with you. The first one is Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. We have to remember that, that God is not the one that lies. Neither does the Son of Man that he should repent. The Son of God, Son of Man is Jesus. So God doesn't lie. He doesn't repent. In other words, lie. Has, has he said it? And shall he not make, make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless. And he has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Hebrews 9.27. We all have to, at some point, we're all going to die. There's only one being, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, that has never that will never die. And if, for those of you, because it's all going to happen to us at some point, either you're going to be caught away in, the, in heaven to be with Jesus then, which that's what all of us at this point should be looking forward to. Because that is a promise that we have for us. We don't know when, but we're trusting that it will happen when before we go there. And for those of you that have already passed over, their, their appointment of death has taken place, and until Jesus does return, we will continue to die. But Hebrews 9.27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die. There is a, we are all appointed to death. There is no one that will not see death and be it the physical death 
or the spiritual death. We are all going to, to experience this. But after that happens, then comes the judgment. So everybody's going to be judged. Everybody. All those that have gone on ahead of time, all those that are still here, and all those that will continue to, to grow. Because you're, everybody's going to be judged two, one of two ways. Either we're going to go to the Bema seat and be judged by God there, or people are going to end up being going through judgment, the great throne, throne judgment. So that's one thing that's pointed us to happen. And we kind of wonder why some of these things happen. And like I had said before, that our question to us, to lots of people is, well, why do you think this happened? So in 1 Corinthians thirteen twelve, the word says, and now we see through a glass mirror darkly. We don't understand, but we can, there's, we can see a little bit, but we still don't know and understand. But when we stand in that glass darkly, then the, the, our face, but then face to face. Now I know in part, maybe we can understand a little bit as to why it happened. Maybe we can't. But then shall I grow, then, then, then shall I know even as I am known. Mark ten eighteen. This is one thing that we have to all be very careful of, because you'll, when when people die, you'll hear people say, "Oh, they were such a good person. Oh, they did such wonderful things." But the word in Mark ten eighteen says, "Why callest thou good? There is none good, but one. Everybody." except for God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, is not good because of what happened to Adam and Eve. We all have sinned. All those that have gone before, all those that are here now, and all those that will continue on, God is the only one that's good. So we have to be sure that when, you, when we talk, let, talk about people, that we don't lift them up higher than what we should. The only people that we should be lifting up is Jesus God and the Holy Spirit. And then there's one other scripture that I'd like to use, Stray, and this has been a wonderful one for my wife. Had to get her in here somehow. So she wanted this one, but it's true, it's good, it's good for everybody. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with man, this is impossible. And we've seen that so many times in our family's lives over the last four or five years because there's been some things that have happened of which you, you are all familiar with, especially with Izzy that was shared with her, our granddaughter, as to what happened to her four or five years ago. Anyway, with men, this is impossible. And here's the clincher for all of us that should do this. But with God. And that's what we've been going through is with God. Because he's been with us. With God, all things. All. It doesn't say just after. Forgets about put that word all in there. 
that is in there for a reason. But with all things, we're possible. God's faithful to see us through all these things. So now that we've gone, gone looked through Scripture, I hopefully I didn't take any of your 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 teaching teaching way. But um, as as you're aware, back in May, um, I had an issue going on in in my mouth for. It was actually, now it's been over three years ago, started out. I had a tongue on my, or I had a spot, a spot on my tongue that, uh, to me in the past, it has always looked like a canker sore. So I didn't think a whole lot about it, although it got to the point where it wouldn't go away. So I looked at my um, hygienist, at the dentist, and she looked at it and said, oh, this doesn't look too good. She, you better go have this checked out. So I did. As a guy, you know, you were, oh, okay, I'll go take care of it. Us guys are like that, right? Okay. Anyway, they went and, and did a biopsy on my tongue. And uh, it came back that, that it wasn't malignant. So I thought, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for that. But the the the, the the thing didn't go away on my tongue. And when I was check, checking with it six months later, back in May of this year, no, it would have been, yeah, this year, um, the ENT person looked at it and said, uh, this really doesn't look great. It's got, it's changing in color. So long story short, I ended up having to do another biopsy done down in um, Finley through the ENT person there who when I f before I went and had that done, I, I thought, okay, Lord, you're going to give me boldness here because this, this, there's no reason that I can't talk about what's going to happen and so forth and so on. Because I, I actually asked the, felt, asked, asked the doctor, I said, are you bar a born-again Christian? Yeah, I wasn't going to hold back. And he, he came and said to me, he says, no, I'm not. Because in the back of my mind, I thought, the Lord's going to have me, if I have to go this route, the Lord's going to give me somebody that is, is saved. And when he, when he said he wasn't saved, I told him, I said, and I'm sure that I did this because of God. This is one, what God wanted me to do. I said to him, I said, well, you need to know that God loves you. And the Lord probably did some kind of a seed there, and he's going to come back and say one day that, you remember when you asked me? I'll say, yes, I do. Well, I took, it got taken care of. I'm a born-again Christian. So anyway, going on, I had the bio, another biopsy done down shortly in May, and it turned out that it was malignant. So from there, they said, okay, well, we need to figure out what's going, what we're going to do. So in talking with the fella, um, it was decided that we were going to go down to Columbus down there at, this, at the hospital in Columbus because they have a very good um, department there of cancer. So I got to meet with a fellow there, Dr. Corral, and he looked at, there, he, they didn't really have anything that they could look at, so to speak, from other than what the biopsy was there at Finley. And, uh, he, he talked with me and told me, he said, okay, here's what you've got. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how long it's going to take. 
And, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it. I thought, yes, we will, won't we, Lord? We'll get through it. And one thing that he said that he'd probably end up doing is um, taking up uh, some lymph nodes in my, my, le- my, my uh, neck. And he says, it's possible that because of where I will have to go for surgery for the lymph nodes is I may have to cut some nerves in your neck. And one of the nerves that I don't want to really cut, but it could happen, is that I might uh, lose some of my strength in my left arm in raising it because he says there's a, there's a real uh, strong nerve there that if, it, if I clip it by mistake, I won't be able to raise, raise my hand until after I go through... Uh, treatment and I thought great that's great because as you know mostly all know I I play the violin and if I can't hold my violin up I can't play it well God was faithful so we got through the surgery on July the 3rd was not a good thing to have to go through but God got me through it as you can see Um, he did a really work good work in my in my neck and my tongue, in that uh, I did not lose a whole lot of talk uh, ability to to talk. Of course, some people might think that was not a good thing for her, but anyway, <laughs> we made it through that really well. And then after that was all done, then they f- figured out the next thing that I'd have to go through, and that was well, we aren't. I met a doctor here in Finley for treatment. We won't be doing. Um, chemo, which is a good thing, but we are going to have you on radiation. So you're going to go through 30 treatments of radiation, and if it goes from one to the next, that would be six weeks. Well, it turned out that I had a couple days that I had to take off because of trying to heal before the next treatment. But anyway, we finished the last treatment on the last Saturday, Friday in September. So on Sept- August and September is when the treatment started. So we were going to be going down to Cleveland, Tennessee for a seminar down there, which we were really looking forward to, to going before this whole this whole thing started. We had the plans all made and everything like that. So and we ended up on the very last treatment was the Friday before we had to go because if I would not have gotten them done, I would, that we would not have been able to have gone. So praise the Lord, we had treatment all done. We had to go. To, we were able to go down to uh, Kentucky. We pulled our camper down and took, were on the road for about seven hours, and stopped at a KOA campground there on Saturday night, and. I got up Sunday morning. Usually I would get up and have to use the restroom, but I got up and something wasn't right. I couldn't figure out what it was. I just could not think of thoughts like I have thought thought of thoughts in the past. Yeah, it was all kind of everything was kind of mixed up and I thought why am I feeling like this? Why why is this happening? 
So I really didn't didn't feel uh, sleep after that had happened. But the one thing that helped me helped me, helped me the most and didn't kept me from getting really concerned and anxious about anything was I prayed in tongues. And when I prayed in tongues, it didn't matter whether I could understand what I was trying to say because when you pray in tongues, you're saying you're, you're doing the, the perfect prayer to God. And he's doing the work in you, in you which he did to me. And he was, I was very calm about the whole thing. We got up first Monday morning to get ready to go to the last part of our trip down to Cleveland, Tennessee. And that was about a three-hour trip. And I was disconnecting things from the camper. And Pam came out and she said she knew something wasn't right. She asked, she said something, are you okay? I said, no, leave me alone right now. I just need to, need to think, which I couldn't do. So long story short, she said, I think we need to go down to the hospital. And, of course, us guys, you know, we would want to think, no, it's going to be okay. We'll just, you know, whatever. Well, I was to the point where it was not okay. So I had to let it happen, which I was thankful for because we were down at uh, Corbin Baptist Hospital, which was like nine, ten hours, ten miles away from where we were. And it, where, where we were was a good hospital to be at, but when they found out that I had had a stroke, they said, we need to get you to Lexington, Kentucky. I thought, oh, great. And they said, it's, so, it's, it's to the point where we need to flight, like, life flight you because to, dr to travel from Corbin to Lexington, it was like a, I think an hour and a half drive. And they ended up being a half hour drive when they took me down. So I'm down there and they're going through getting me all situated for the day and the next, next few days they put me through all kinds of, of um, um, testing to be done. Well, one of the testing that they did was a, a brain, brain scan on my head, and of course, nothing showed up there because there's nothing there. No. <laughs> no, there was one spot that them, we show, they showed us later on the uh, CAT scan on the one, one lobe of my brain. It was just a big white spot on, the, on, the, on my brain. And Pam says, well, what was that? And they said, that was your, that was your brain in that area of your brain that's, that died. It's totally dead. There's no help, no, no, nothing going on there. Long story shorter, not, they showed, showed two other spots that were not as deep as what that one was. They were up further. And well, here, here I had another stroke, didn't even know it. So by the time they found all the, out all the stuff about me, I'd had three strike, strokes over the time. And they have no idea why it happened, what it happened. And long story short, still, want to keep moving for us. Got to keep going. Um, 
I had a ch chance to meet with a cardiologist, cardiologist out of Fostoria, and the cardiologist made a comment about this is not good for you because he says they can't find what ha what happened to you happened to you. They don't know what what caused it to happen, and, and as a result, since that's not a good thing for me, they don't know what they can do to treat me because there wasn't anything physically that they could say, okay, well, we found this over here. That's what. That's why it caused it. So we'll just keep an eye on that for the, for the rest of the time. But God's been faithful. As you can see, see my, my uh, speech is doing really well. I'm still going through some issues with my tongue through the surgery, and that's why I'm speaking the way that I am. But uh, if I would have tried to have done this four weeks ago, I would not be able to talk like I am right now. And that's about how long it's been, because it was the first Thursday in October when they took me, when Pam took me home, and it's, we're what, about the fifth week in November now? So that would be about five weeks ago, and God's done such a, such a work physically within me. Uh, I'm able to drive. I'm able to get back teaching. Oh, thank you, Lord. And I, I did ask the question, Lord, why did this happen? You know, just like everybody else. And I think one of the things that the Lord did share, show with me was that when I f first started uh, retiring, which was four years ago, um, I kept substitute teaching. And the Lord eventually told me, okay, now the reason that you're here in front of these students is because I want you to pray for them. I want them, I want you to share with them prayingly the salvation message because these kids need to know what the steps they have to go through in order to be saved. And I think back now, we, we were supposed to go back, I, I was supposed to go back to teaching in September. Well, I couldn't do it because of the issues that I was going through. And I got re all ready to go back into teaching again. And we, would, we were going to be taking this trip down to, to Kentucky. And then all of a sudden, I'm hit, hit with this stroke again. So I'm, I believe that the devil didn't want me back teaching because of these kids. And th through his faithfulness of honoring me, and it was his honor to me, I am now back teaching. And, and so it's been a walk, but I appreciate everybody's prayers because it's our prayers for each other, each other of which we're going to do today that we can walk through these things and be faithful in these things because of what God does to each and every one of us who want to be saved, who want to be healed. And that's the, 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 the end of the, what it's all about is praying for one another and, and so forth and so on. So thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Very good. And you know, God's no respecter of persons. Okay. We always remember that. Well, Tom's special. Well, no, Tom's not special. Any more special than anybody else? God's no respecter of persons. You know, as we as we think about uh, healing and 
And, uh, you know, I always say that our healing is based upon what Jesus did. You know, the Bible says by the in First Peter 2.24, it says, by his stripes we were healed. Well, if we were healed, how can we were be how how can we were healed? Well, we were healed because he paid the price. By his stripes we were healed. It happened at his death on the cross. You know when he was when he was bruised and and took those stripes for us. I want to share one thought with you before we pray. Um, it comes from Mark the eighth chapter. It's a story of Jesus healing a blind man. Mark, the 8th chapter, the 22nd verse. It says, Then he came, Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. When he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked, he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up, and he restored and saw everyone clearly. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell anyone in the town. I find that story very interesting. Jesus prayed for somebody, and he says, Okay, how's your eyesight? And he says, Well, I see men, but they're, they're kind of like trees. It kind of doesn't seem quite right. And what did Jesus do? He prayed for him again. And I say that to encourage you in this. When we pray for people, if, if somebody is healed today, that's a miracle because you pray and they're healed. I don't know if that, I, I would say it's normal. You know, I don't know. It really doesn't matter. But I want to say this, that if you're not healed today, then like Jesus, who had to, pray for the man again, he didn't quit. Here's what I think sometimes. I think sometimes we quit with one prayer. You know, we pray and nothing happens, and we go, well, that didn't work. And I want you to know that we cannot do that or we're going to miss out. You're going to miss out. Most of our walk as a Christian is a walk of faith. Now, we appreciate the miracles. We need miracles, and we believe in miracles. But many a time, it's a continual prayer. We have to keep seeking, keep knocking, keep on keeping on, keep praying. So I want to encourage you in that, that, that you know, sometimes I, I, I have a sense, and, you know, you don't know, but, you know, if somebody comes up for prayer and they're not healed right away, they say, well, that didn't work, or, well, I guess that's, no, no, keep on, you know. We could sit and I, I, I read some commentaries. Everybody's trying to, well, why did Jesus have to do it twice? Well, did Jesus fail? Well, we know that's not true. You know, was there something wrong? Did he miss it? No, I really don't care, to be honest with you. I really don't care. What I think it tells us is to keep on praying. And it's not just a quick prayer sometimes. We have to continually pray. That's when the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. So we're going to have the worship team come up. And, um, you know, we're going to pray. What we're going to do, it's real simple. Um, they're, going to, they're going to pray, or they're going to play, and then we're going to pray. They play, we pray. Um, they're going to play, and Mary's going to come up. And we're going to pray for people. You can come up anytime, and we'll pray for you. And Tom and Pam are going to, are going to pray also. 
Um, Tom suggests they're going to go over here because he can hear better over that side, you know, because sometimes with everything going on, it's like he, so Tom and Pam are going to pray over there, too. Um, and uh, so you can come either one. I hate to almost put four people up here because everybody, you know, it's like, well, let's see, which one should I go to? Don't worry about it. Don't get too caught up in all that, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, or we'll just uh, we'll just pray and and uh, trust God to to work and to minister and uh, touch people wherever they're at. So, um, so if the worship team they're already, uh, I want to I want to pray one more thing for everybody. Um, there's lots of infections and things going on right now, a lot of sinuses and different things. So I just want to pray for that. So if if you have uh, sinus problems or anything like that, why well, we're just going to pray for that for everybody right now. Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord and. Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness to us. When we're not faithful, Lord, you're still faithful. Lord, we thank you that you're our healer. And so, Lord, we just pray that you just uh, touch people's infections in their bodies, Lord. Lord, clear sinuses and things that are, are going on in people, Lord. Just help them know that, that you care about those things, too. So, Lord, just, just heal, heal those infections. Lord, just help us to just trust you. Trust you for all that we need, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done. Lord, I pray that those that came up and got prayer, Lord, you just encourage them to, to keep seeking you, Lord. Uh, you know, some miracles, sometimes you have to just keep seeking. So, Lord, just help us to look to you and to trust you every day of our lives. Lord, we thank you for that. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. And, Lord, just dismiss us now with your blessing. We just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.